Welcome to episode number 42 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast where we're helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you, the listener, start a blog, start a podcast, start shooting video around your expertise, around your research topic, so we can go on to change the world and build a business that can change your life and also the impact that you can make in your career, in your field, and in the business that you're trying to run. So I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we have another listener question. As always, this podcast is meant to help you start your blog, start your business, or grow whatever you have going on. So we really appreciate the feedback. Any questions you have, just ask them. You can go to grabblogger.com slash ask and ask them there, and we'll answer them here on the podcast and get you unstuck, get you moving, uh, provide you the tools, the tips, the strategies you need to move forward with whatever aspect you're stuck in. So in this episode, we are fielding a question from Cheryl Lau. Cheryl's a question about fear of sharing her work. So she has started a new website where she's she's blogging about her research topic and she wants some help. So Cheryl didn't have her website up yet live at the time of this recording, but you can find her at, at Cheryl Lau1995 on Twitter. So that's C-H-E-R-Y-L-L-A-U-1995 on Twitter. So her question that came in through, again, grabblogger.com slash ask um, or emailing through to, to me myself is that after listening to the Grab Blogger episode about three-minute paper reviews, so this was episode 11, using three-minute papers to drive traffic to your website. After listening to that episode, she started drafting her own blog posts, uh, which is a great start. That's awesome. Um, she is at the point where she's ready to hit publish on her website in the first few blog posts, but now she's faced with a new challenge, fear of sharing her work. So she asked a couple things here. What do I recommend doing with the new website or blog articles once they're published online? For example, would you tweet the original author, share on social media, and then she goes on to say she's feeling nervous because she feels uh, like a beginner. Uh, in these posts, she's added some of her own thoughts on how the research findings can be extended or applied in ways that are not mentioned in the paper, and that that's the part she's most nervous to share because she feels very, um, in her own words, underqualified to share her thoughts. So that's the question that came in. I'm going to tackle it from a, a couple different perspectives. So I think there's a lot there. There's things like fear of sharing your work or shipping or getting content out in the world, and we'll talk about that. There's some questions around, you know, what should I do once I hit publish? And then there's questions around, you know, feeling underqualified in, in Cheryl's words. And I think this this is probably a form of imposter syndrome. We'll talk about what my thoughts are on that. So we'll go through those three kind of things in this episode. So the first thing is this, and she she put it in its own its own sentence, its own line, fear of sharing my work. I just wanna I just wanna step into this. So I got I have three three things here. The first is just to note that you're doing a hard thing. Putting yourself out there is difficult, especially with three-minute paper reviews. It's a great content machine. It's a great you know, way to create content rapidly and, and that you can use, and we covered it on the podcast before. But you are you know, putting yourself out there. You're creating something new that's remixing old material and giving your own personal insights into it, and then you're putting it out there. And the reason this is scary or hard, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe some sociologists can, can tell me, but I guess it probably dates back to prehistoric times where being difficult, being different rather, probably caused you to either be an outcast from your tribe or become the, the bottom of the food chain or somehow, you know, meant that you didn't make it through the evolutionary spectrum. Um, that still still lingers today. So that's the first thing I want to mention is keep in mind this is normal that you're feeling this. Um, and it really won't go away until you, you know, you publish 40 or 50 or 100 pieces of content, but it will go away eventually. It's just something you need to get good at. It's like a muscle that needs to be exercised. So the step two then is to have a routine. And I, I had one actually exactly when I was doing three-minute papers from a, a book from Seth Godin. I think it was called 
I think this book was called Leap First. And I had a quote on my wall from this, and it was I wrote on a sticky, pa- uh, sticky paper, and it was just three lines. Here I made this. I hope you like it. Here I made this. I hope it changes you. Here I made this. I hope to be able to make something like this again. And that was sort of my man- my mantra. I would say it every time. I like publish on a new piece of something that I was creating. I'd go up to the wall. I'd stare and I'd read those three lines. Here I made this. I hope you like it. Here I made this. I hope it changes you. Here I made this. I hope to be able to make something like this again. Not really sure why this these specific words kind of had resonated with me, but the bigger point was you know have something you're doing each time, and then step three is actually ship the thing. So lean into that fear. Now you've done your routine and you actually press send and put into the world. As I mentioned before, you know I I did 40 posts my first 60 days online. Uh, I'm still pretty nervous of publishing after that, but now after doing over 100 podcast episodes between Dust Safety Science and Grab Blogger and lots of videos and lots of different things, you know, that fear does go away. You do, you do level up that muscle where you're able to ship things into the world without the fear of sharing the fear of repercussions because it just doesn't come back. Nobody's ever actually said to me um, by very, very few circumstances that they dislike the content that I'm putting into the world. So I'm sure a lot of listeners have the same problem, this fear of sharing. They've created something now. How do they go about getting over the fear of putting it into the world? So I hope that helps a bit. And just know, Cheryl, that you're not alone. And, and if you're a listener, know that you're not alone as, on that as well. So Cheryl's second question was around what to do after publishing. And she really had two parts, you know, tactical things. And then she had some things around tagging the authors and, and that sort of stuff. So once you get to the point where you're able to ship the content, put into the world, what do you do? And the biggest thing in my mind here is, is to leverage the work. You don't really want to just, you know, be one and done. Then you got to go on creating next piece of content. You really want to be able to, uh, I call it stack the content or use it multiple forms, change the modality of it um, and use it in different ways. So let's talk through a couple of those. So the first one I call the, the snowball publishing strategy. So what I used to do with my three-minute posts is I'd publish them once per month over the following three or four months, just the same post. And it really doesn't look like much. And, you know, People aren't going to notice about getting the same content from you because most people don't even see you know, a very small fraction of what goes through their news feed. And it may not look like much to you, but by the time you have 30 pieces of content, you'll actually have a post out every day automatically. It's like a snowball. You're kind of pushing that snowball. You do one post, you... You put it out once per month for the next four months, the next post once per month for the next four months. By the time you get to 30, you have something going out every day automatically, and now you built up this snowball. Each of those pieces of content is something that's bringing people back to your website on these different topics, and you get this giant snowball that's bringing people back. The second thing here is to, to stack your content. So I used to do this. I'd take three of my three-minute paper posts and write sort of a comparison of the viewpoints or the findings. Um, I create a full literature review. I think at one point I took 15 papers and said, you know, this is the meaning and the the overall summary of the findings from these papers. Do a top five most important papers in your subfield or in this research area. And you can even do interesting things like pulling out the practical findings, or the implications of the research, create a LinkedIn article or a Medium post or, you know, use other ways to take that content and reuse it and add more to it. Um, in other mediums. So then you can, again, have more people coming back to your website. So the way I used to like to think about it is my LinkedIn post was like the industrial significance. If they want to learn more about the science, then they come back to my website to the literature review post. They want to learn more about the, like the really detailed science, the individual papers, they come back into the three minute papers. So you can see the, the audience kind of gets to choose how far they go into your content, how far back into your website they come. And at the end of the day, you'll have the best people coming all the way back um, that want to learn the most about you. 
So that's the snowball publishing strategy and stacking your content. The last one I'll mention, this is actually a bonus one because I didn't have it in my notes, but it's actually changing the modality of the material you're creating. So if you've done a written post, maybe you can do an audio version of it and publish on a podcast episode. Maybe you can do a video of it, or maybe you can do short, you know, 20 second video as social promotion. I'm doing this a lot for a conference I'm running right now for Dust Safety Science, where I write a really detailed email that serves as a kind of a sales email for the conference covering a topic in depth. And I take that same material and write a script for a video, that same material I'll talk about on a podcast episode as well. So the material only needs to be created once and you can kind of remix it in different ways and get out to different audiences. It's actually really nice to do this back on your website as well. If you have a post that's text-based, you can do a video about it and put it above. Um, And then you get people that like to learn in different ways. You can have them, you know, be interested in that same piece of content. So there's some things you can do after publishing. Her Cheryl's next question was around tagging the authors and feeling underqualified. So this is an interesting idea. I did not do this when I did my three-minute papers, although I occasionally did have authors of the papers would see, you know, the posts and then they'd comment and and that was always favorable. They always uh, were like that somebody's actually reading their work because um, it's it's does just doesn't happen in academia very much. For anyone who's wrote a, a PhD thesis, you probably know this. But the, the question I want to ask is, is why do you feel nervous about it? And, you know, is this imposter syndrome? And, and the true answer is it almost always is. And the thing I want to say about this is that it's, it's just never going to go away. If it is, you know, this fear of, of not being enough, and it sounds like it is by her question because she said in particular that she feels very underqualified to share her thoughts and, and that sort of stuff. If it is that, I just want to say that that's not going to go away, unfortunately. I still feel that today. Say if you're just getting started in your PhD and you you know you're you're applying for applications, well, you're going to be saying, well, you know, I just I would just feel better if I got into a into a program. And then when you start your PhD, you're going to say, well, I just feel better if I had written my comprehensives, and then I just feel better if I'd done my thesis. And then once you graduate, you're going to go, well, you know, I'll feel like I'm enough when I do a postdoc or when I get some work experience. And the thing is that it will all there'll always be some next thing. Um, in life that, you know, you'll you'll want to overcome um, before you feel like you're ready. If you're not really careful, you'll end up in a place where you never feel ready your entire life because there's always that next thing. So you always feel this imposter. So the thing I want to say is you want to realize this, look that fear in the face, and then choose to ship it anyway. So put it out there in the world. Uh, the key, you know, the key thing that will separate you and and help you grow is to, to do that. Because uh, most people won't, unfortunately. And that's good for us to create content and ship into the world because that means that there's less competition. Um, that's going to help you grow personally. It's also going to help you grow your business and your blog faster as well. So I would say in the specific question, so that's the first thing. Why are you feeling nervous about it? It's probably imposter syndrome and that's not going to go away. It's something you're going to have to just look in the face and do things anyway, build muscles around it. Uh, and you know, I still feel that way about what I do in the world as well. Um, things like this podcast and it just, it's not going to go away. So that's the first thing. Uh, the, for the specific question, I would say just follow your gut feeling. If you're not shipping the posts, if they're not live or your website's not live, and Cheryl did mention their website's not actually live yet, if you're not doing that because you're worried about this question about tagging the authors, then you're probably projecting that or sliding that over. It's probably a non-question. I just say don't do it and put the content out. So let me say that again. If you're not if you're not actually shipping because you're worried about the secondary question that comes down the line, just say no and do the hard thing that really is putting online first. So if it's holding you back from doing that, then then 
just don't do it. That's fine. It's it's okay not to tag the authors. Overall, the you know overall, if you did tag the authors, you could try it a couple times, see how it goes. Try it with people that you like um, or that you already have a pre-existing relationship with, uh, and you'll probably find that it actually goes quite well. And they're very interested to hear the people that are talking and sharing their research more. So that's it for this episode. We talked through Cheryl's question that came in about fear of sharing her work after doing the three-minute paper process that we, we talked about in episode 11 of the podcast. We talked about fear of sharing, and the, the three things I mentioned are remember that's normal, have a routine, something you do every time until you get really used to doing it, and ship it anyway. Get it out there in the world. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to uh, drastically in or drastically change your future if you commit to doing that practice. We, we talked about what to do after publishing. Um, and the biggest thing here is you want to really leverage the work you're doing. You want to get distribution into the world of what you, you've created. The hardest part is actually pressing ship. The second hardest part is actually getting some people to read it. So we talked about the snowball publishing strategy. We talked about um, stacking content in different ways. We talked about switching into different modalities so that uh, different audience can listen as well. And then we talked through feeling underqualified and this being a form of imposter syndrome. It's always going to be there. Even if you got to that next level, where you had a blog and you're already publishing, publishing things, or if you had a PhD in this topic already, you're going to feel that nervousness for that next level in your life. And the big thing is to realize that then you can sit with it and then you can do the stuff anyway, which is really going to help you grow personally. So that's it for this uh, episode of the Grab Blogger podcast. As always, you can grab the transcripts at grabblogger.com slash 42. And if you have any fear of sharing your work or you have anything to add to these different topics, definitely tag me on social media at GrabBlogger on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can also sh- tag Cheryl at Cheryl Lau1995, uh, at least on Twitter. I haven't, tw- I haven't checked on um, Instagram yet. But tag her and let her know what she thinks as well. And if her website's up, go give her a comment and read through some of her posts. That'd be really awesome. If you have your own questions for the GrabBlogger podcast, you can go to grabblogger.com slash ask, A-S-K, and you can ask your questions there. So have a great week ahead. I'm really looking forward to producing the next episode for the Grab Blogger podcast next week, help you build your online business, change your life, and create the change that you want to see in the world.